do you think that we will die in Saginaw? Hmm. No. No. You don't think this is our final spot? No. Die? I think, you know what I think? It's kind of sad. I think we, well, I don't know about you, but, well, it probably is going to be the same thing, but I'm just saying that the fact that I'm probably going to die in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say something like, I thought you were going to say something like, oh, like, like one of us, like, I thought you were going to say like, oh, this person's going to die first or something like that. No. Like, cause I'm saying because, and it's not like, I'm not shitting on Michigan. Michigan's tight. Before, like, I used to be like, I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. But then now I just learned to like, man, Michigan's tight. Michigan's tight because it's calm, it's chill, it's relaxed. It's not like California. California is more hectic. The houses are more crowded. There, there's less space and there's a lot more land over here and everything's cheaper over here compared to California when you go to buy a house and shit like that. So I've learned to like Michigan. I like Michigan now. So it's not like I'm trying to shit on Michigan by saying I'm going to die here. But it's just me saying that because I come from California and my roots are in Stockton. It's just, that's just where it's at. And it will never change. Like Stockton is forever my home. And it's just, it's just how it's just going to, that's how it is. So to think of it, like I'm probably going to be buried here. Um, it's not the, it's not the horror, it's not a horrible thing because I mean, where it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And of course I would want to be buried wherever you guys are at, just in case you guys want to come visit, right? Like that. That would make more sense, but it's just like, damn, how how things have changed, huh? Yeah, because I, I was just talking to this dude in, uh, from work, and he was like, he, he's real adamant on moving to a big city. Like, he don't, you know, he don't want to stay in Michigan. He don't want to stay in Saginaw. And he was telling me, like, you're going to die in Saginaw. And I started thinking, like, man, this, this nigga probably right, because we're like, I'm like, where we where do we go? Because ideally, and in a, in a perfect world, right, we would have to move. We I would like to be living in a few within a few years somewhere a little bit more warm year round, because it seems I don't fuck with the snow. I don't fuck with the snow, and it's not good for Alex. So it'd be better to have somewhere to live somewhere where it's a lot a lot warmer. But I don't want to live in a big ass city, though. I don't want to live in in heavy populated areas. I want to live somewhere like within a reasonable drive to the city, to huh? city. or like to yeah. But like a uh, uh, damn near a farm. That's what I want. Like yeah. a damn near just shit like ton of shit ton of acres and it's empty, yeah. and then we can build on it as as time goes on. Yeah, that's I think that's ideal. I think that'd be perfect. But I want to be. Within a, a within a reasonable distance from a, a place that delivers pizza. food, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, because you need to have delivery. You, if you live far where you got to drive, because one of the guys I work with tells me that he lives so far out in the country that you can't get delivery. So whenever you uh, want nothing? food, nothing. Uh-huh. So whenever you want food, you got to drive. It's thirty minutes to the nearest but whatever. Are you willing to sacrifice that though? For for like a, a home out out there, with a shit ton of acres at a good price and everything, everything matches up, and we have everything. Uh, just the only thing we don't have is delivery. Yeah, I probably would. I probably I think, would I because it would, would be too. a healthy choice. 
Like even though if I like, even though what fast food tastes good, uh, <laughs> uh, it'd be because well, we can always drive. Yeah, thirty. I mean, I guess, I guess it's just it's just the thirty minutes. Like right, driving thirty minutes to go get food is like not worth it because you're driving thirty minutes there and thirty minutes back. And 15 minutes. I wonder if you could tell, like, I wonder if you, like, you do live in the country or something like that. Then you want food, right? And the closest McDonald's say it's, I don't know, 45 minutes. And if you could tell the, the DoorDasher to meet you halfway, halfway. Yeah. Like in another public building, like out of Buffalo Wild Wings or something that's closer to you. And it's like halfway. I wonder if you can do that. It's, um... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I think you'd have to like have his number personally because like the way it works, it, it, it works by you based on your location. Oh, now, so you could put your location as in, like, I don't know park? if you can do it. I, I you think you should be able yeah, to. I think you can. Yeah. But just, I was going to say, I was thinking like in my jailbreak days, I'm like, w there's ways to, to spoof locations. So uh, regardless, we can make it happen and we can, we can make it look like we're somewhere when we're not. So I was gonna say if that if if the app doesn't let you, you can do it that way, and ah, so, so that way can. they're going through there and you just meet up there, right? And they're just be, he just says like order for whatever because you can order to anywhere to the hospital, huh? You could be in the hospital and they'll come to the hospital. hospital. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah you probably can, yeah you probably can. I, I told the 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 kid that worked for us he used to do DoorDash, and I would tell him like hey if uh if I call you up. And whatever time, and you're not doing, you're not busy. You you'll bring me food. He said he went like this for some money, and I told him I told him if I bought you pizza, and then I order pizza for me, you do it. And he said, yeah, I'll do it. But so and he used to DoorDash. So I think if you knew if you had his personal number, you'd be able to do better deals, huh? Than to do it through the app, because mm -hmm. you'd be like, hey, I bought you food. Yeah. Or, hey. This or the other. I was gonna say, and then if you know somebody, he'll drive out to the country if you want. If you want yeah. to, like, if it's a forty-five minute drive, he'll do it. Yeah, you just because it would just that. be, yeah, it would just be on his personal time. You just have to make it worth his time. You know that. Well, I'm not sure if this is every place, and I'm not sure if this is still a thing. But I've heard people say that a lot of people, a lot of places that where you're the delivery driver, and you you have you they don't have like a company car where they you drive the company car to make the deliveries and you drive, you got to drive your own car and they pay you gas and they pay you your check. Um, I used to be like, damn, this, that's, uh, I'm not sure if that's worth it. Cause you're putting, you're putting all this miles right on your personal car and they're just paying you gas. And I don't think that's worth it, but I'm not sure how big that check is for gas and all that shit. Cause you're running nonstop. Who pays every day. you for gas? The company does. Like, let's say Domino's hires hires me to do the deliveries. Oh, they pay. Yeah. Are you telling me if a I fact? Have, or are you telling me? No, that's 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 for sure. hundred percent hap has happened, and it probably still happens. I'm just not sure which companies do it, which don't. Um, but where you if if I if you hire me, I'm using my personal car, and you're paying me my gas plus my hourly wage. Mm. That's how they do it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's worth it. Depending on what type of car you have and if you care about it, to put miles on it. Oh, yeah. It's always nice to have a car that you don't give a shit about. Because then you can put, you can, it's like a workhorse type shit where you load it whatever, with whatever you want. And don't give a fuck. I, when I was driving, my dad's, because um, I park every Saturday when I go to work. 
I'll park inside the shop and that way all the snow melts and it uh, doesn't stay outside in case it's snowing or whatever. And I I went to go pick up food from Chelly's house because I was I was giving food to the people on Saturday, remember? And yeah. I went to Chelly's house and I freaking pulled out and I didn't tell my dad. <laughs> I was pulling out and there's a tra- I wasn't paying attention. I was pulling out and there's a trash can. I smacked that boy. Hers? No, my dad's truck. No, I know, but her trash can? No, at work. When I was, oh, okay. I, was I had pulled, I had back What type in, of trash can was it? It was like those steel freaking barrels. You know how people, the, like, the green you, ones? You know the how you, dumpsters? Is it a dumpster? Um, A barrel is circle. Yeah, it's like, you know how, just imagine this, right? Fallout, uh, fire. Those barrels? That's a circle barrel. That's a barrel barrel. That's what I'm saying. They have that? Yeah. Those oh. big barrel things that's they use for trash cans. Inside, yeah, inside. Okay. Yeah, inside. And I smacked that motherfucker good when I was leaving. And then I, I thought I, I thought because there was a shit ton of snow on the truck, it um it was just falling and I had I had walked around, kicked it all off the running boards and everything. So there was chunks just in there. And then when I left, it, it felt like I just ran one of the chunks over. And then I hit that motherfucker again because I I hit it. I just barely nicked it the first time, and then and then it did one of the spins, and then it sat back down, and I and smacked it again. it again. And the second time I smacked it pretty good. Yeah, and nothing happened to the truck. I looked at the truck; shit looked fine. I didn't scratch it or nothing. Anybody see you? No, no, nobody. Nobody said nothing. There's nobody on that side of the uh, the wall. There's nobody there. So at least I didn't see anyone. But it was funny because I already smacked that cart one time when we went to the to the. To the grocery store, and yeah, you already put a dent in it. What would you say is like the um, is the worst car accident you've gotten into? Well, the worst accident that I think I that like where it could have been really really bad was when I had the van. So our first year, my first year here in Michigan driving. So I've been here. We've been here since I was since I was thirteen, and. I, uh, the first year I drove, I think I was like 18 when I was driving, like, like on my own, I think I was 18 because you tell used to take us everywhere. So I was coming home from work. This was my first, so I've driven in the snow before, but I was never, I've never experienced like sliding or black ice or any of that. So I was really, I was really, I was a rookie when it came to driving in the snow. And I thought that the the cars would stop still. And my ass was coming here close to our, so right here in front of our house. So we live on this, like, we live at like at the end of a, a, how do you call that? So our house is in front of a stop sign. And then what is it? A crossroad? Yeah, because you so the stop sign you can no longer go straight. So it's either you turn left or you turn right. Right, and our house is in front of it. And so my ass was coming down uh, our our road, our our crossroad, just and it was fresh snow, and my ass was smashing, doing like 40, 45, right? And it's twenty five here. My ass is just driving, and then I was coming. I was probably like two, three houses away. From the from the stop sign, and so I'm like, I better start slowing down. So I start slowing down, 
and then the shit starts sliding. The the I was driving the van, the the shit lock up, and then they start. I'm just gliding, and I'm like, oh shit! And then you could feel the the uh, ABS pump kick in, and fucking yeah. pedal start. Uh, and my ass, I don't know what to do at that time still. So I'm not, I don't have no previous experience on working on cars and all that shit. So I don't know. I have no idea of what the proper what you're supposed to do when you're sliding and shit. You know, like. My ass just got scared and just held the breakdown and I started pumping in and I was trying to control my ass from, cause I, I was trying, the house is right in front of our living room is I'm heading straight into our living room, right? Coming doing like 30 and I'm like, so our neighbor's house is decently close to us and I'm like, it's either going to be our house or his house. And I'm like, well, I'm a, there's a little gap in between both our house, not a little gap, but a good side gap. And then. There's a tree in the middle. So I can't, I can't, I can't miss, I had to hit the tree if, or else I'm hitting a house. So my ass is like, I'm going to hit this house. I'm going to hit this house. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to try to hit the tree. So somehow, luckily I hit the tree and I was doing like, I wasn't wearing a seatbelt either or nothing. And, but I'm not thinking of any of that shit. I'm just trying to make sure I don't hit a house. And so I, who knows if car, I can't check if cars are coming because my ass is running the stop sign. And I renew, like I, I, I knew I couldn't stop. That's, but that's, that was me being dumb though, going that fast. But I smacked the fucking, I smacked the tree, like doing like 30 and the whole front of the shit caves in. And my, so I just held, I, I'm lucky that this, the, the, there's no airbag on that motherfucker or it didn't deploy at least because. Both my hand, I had both my hands on the shit, and I smacked that bitch, boom, and I, 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 I went forward, and the thing hit my chest, the, the steering, steering wheel, steering wheel hit my chest, my head hit the top thing, and then I just all you see is freaking steam, because all the radiator and all the coolant went everywhere, and I'm like, and then I'm like, fuck, like my dad's gonna be mad, because <laughs> we didn't have another car, we only had the van, that was all we had. Well, he had his car, but. I was driving the van to work, so I didn't have a car to go to work anymore. And and then I so then I get out the car, like I'm good. Nothing happened to me, no scratches, no bruises, nothing. My head hurt a little bit, but that was it. And I'm like, oh, this is effed. The whole front of the shit's caved in. And then a uh, a dude in a truck is he's seen the whole thing, just cruising by, and he's like, he rolls the window down, and he's like, hey man. You all right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you want me to call anyone? And I was like, nah, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I, I live here. And what he said? He's like, oh, all right. And then he left. I was like, I, I, it, and I, now thinking back at it, it's just funny. Because I'm like, yeah, I live here. Yeah. And, but then I went inside. I went inside and I told my dad. My dad was sitting on the couch. And I told my dad, hey, I got bad news. And he's like, what? What'd you do? And I was like, I crashed the car. It's theft. It's in the front. I crashed into a tree. And he's like, he thought I was fucking with him because he's like, I didn't hear. I was. He's sitting. He was sitting right in front of the window that I would have hit if I chose to hit. Like if I could somehow, I was able to control it and I hit the tree. But it, I was heading straight into the living room where he was sitting. <laughs> so I, I, I went uh, and when I went inside and I told him he thought I was bullshitting him. And I told him, yeah, I crashed it. And I was like, come look. And then he went outside and he seen it. And he just he just shook his head and he's like, 
what, what were you thinking? Like, well, you could have got her this. And, you know? and then he's like, well, ni modo. It's like, oh, well. And then that was it. But he said, I didn't hear nothing. Yeah, because I didn't hear nothing either. I was there too. And I remember, I remember when you came inside and you said you crashed. And I'm thinking like, oh shit, he just crashed like a block away. You crashed into a tree a block away and you ran back. That's what I thought. Because the the way it seemed, I was like, that's what it, that's what it seemed like. Like you ran a block down here and you to tell us. So I'm like, oh, all right. So when, when I went outside and I seen the van right there, I'm like, what the fuck? The van's right there. And I just looked and that shit was like totaled huh, from the front. And I'm like, damn. And then, uh. It was all messed up that we had to totally, uh, we had to, um, what do they call that? We had to sell it to the fucking, the junkyard. Yeah. Because it was all fucked up. Yeah, we scrapped it. We had the guy come pick it up, but they paid us like 500 bucks. And, and what what van was that? That was, it was like, like a, it was like a Ford freaking Windstar. It was a cheap like ass van? Yeah, it's like a 2002. Because we would buy vans all the time, huh? Yeah, the van was like it seemed like we always owned the van forever, all the time. Huh? But I think it's just just because of its space. It's like spacious and it's cheap. So that's well, why back I, back in the day, huh? You used to be able to buy a car for like three hundred, four hundred dollars. You remember that? From when? Oh, like I would get vans for two hundred, three hundred dollars oh, because of what I think it's, he. Um, I don't know where he, he, if he was like getting them from an auction place, I don't remember where he, could he told me. No, some people would sell them for two or three hundred. And I remember, and he would buy them and then he would, he would flip them sometimes and fix them up a little bit and then sell them. Yeah, I think that's why I want to, my dad's the reason why I started working on cars. Cause he told me I was like 18. And he was telling, I remember just being, when I was young too, he he would have me like hold a light for him when he would do like wiper blade, white new wiper blades or whatever. When he did wiper blades, when, when he did anything underneath the hood, even though my dad has very like basic knowledge, he would just always, my dad's always been like, let me try it myself. Right. Like, let me attempt it because is this going to be expensive if I take it into a shop? So let me attempt it first. So whenever, I don't care if it takes me all day. I'll sit there try to figure out how to how to do brakes, but I'll figure it out. That's what my dad always did. So um my dad told me one time, because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I was cleaning cars at the Ford dealership here in Saginaw, and I was already in a shop and my dad's like, Oh, talk to talk to the mechanics and they make good money. And I talked to those dudes and they everyone told me don't do it. It's not worth it. Say like it's uh they don't the pay's not that good and it's really hard on your body. Do something a lot easier, right? But I've always had an ever I don't know when I started, but I've always had an interest in old school muscle cars. I'm not sure that's from like Fast Fast and Furious, the first one. Yeah. And that's why when I watched that shit back in the day, I don't remember what it was, but um that's the reason why I started doing it. And I think it's crazy beneficial to have somebody in your mem- in your family be able to fix shit because shit's gonna break down and and I see how much we be charging like companies. Every dealership, it's not just our dealership, every dealership charges like a hundred and fifty per hour, and that's just standard. And I'm like, shit be we're working on a on a, a diesel, 
like a dude, some dude blew his head gaskets or whatever, or putting head gaskets on a diesel. And just for the repair, 10 G's. Damn. That's hella money. And it's that's for 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 like diesel trucks. Shit, if you don't have money, because those motherfuckers when they when they their parts are expensive already as it is. But for any big uh, repair, it's gonna be a good amount of money, especially head gaskets. And why is that? Because you gotta tear a shit ton of like. I got a picture of uh, I'll I'll, I'll send you a picture so you can put up of how we have it. Um. And it's torn. Everything's torn apart. So you got the cab up in the air, the frame and the bed. Everything's on, sitting on the floor. We got the cab up in the air. Everything's torn apart. And it's just it's a big job because there's a lot of hours. There's a lot of cleaning, and it just takes a long time. Uh, and not a lot of people do it. And so it's expensive. Hmm. But that's why having somebody that can fix shit. It's important. It's hella important. It's beneficial. So, um, especially because cars is dangerous, huh? Cars is hella dangerous. I think we underestimate how dangerous cars are because we get in them every day and it's just normal. But like the only thing separating me and the the person from oncoming traffic on the Lex Nine is a little yellow line. And I'm expecting that person to be on sharp. And stay in his lane, and he's expecting me to stay in my lane. But if he just comes, if you just turn it like that, boom, collision. And 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 imagine, because there's crazy motherfuckers everywhere, right? There has to be. And if one guy just decides, man, like I'm done with this life, or or f that guy, right? And just and yeah. especially if you every every whoever's driving the bigger car. Is usually the one that's gonna survive, depending on how hard they hit. Because look at a semi driver, right? As someone who's driving a semi, if you get in his way, you're at. So you're at. I, I seen a video of, uh, not a video, a photo, in uh, here in Saginaw. I guess like I don't know if it was last week or when it was, but there's a car that's like somehow smashed into a, a semi. And the car is at, and the, the semi is fine. Huh? Yeah, and but it was a little car. Yeah, cause it's, it's crazy the amount of trust we have on one another when it comes to cars, and but but going back to like cars are hella dangerous because I remember one time, um, we had a van and I was going to work and this was years ago, I I was what I don't know like sixteen seventeen something like that, and I went to work and on my way home I was hearing like a rattling sound from like the left side of the car. And I heard it and I was like, that's abnormal. So I'm like, that's weird. So when I get home, I'm going to tell my dad to check it. Because back then you were, I don't think you were like full on mechanic like you are now. So when I got home, I told my dad, hey, the van's rattling like in the front left side. And I don't know, it's weird. He's like, all right, then I'll check it out. So he, he went and he went out, he went outside and he checked the van and he's like, everything's good. And I was like, you sure? Because it's rattling. And he's like, yeah, it just must be something else. But everything, like, it's not like a loose part or nothing. So then I was like, oh, all right then. And the next day I went and I was driving and I was hearing the rattling. But it was like, it was it was the same as yesterday. It was subtle, like not that bad. And when I'm driving, I'm listening to music. I'm listening to music. And I'm driving, I'm probably like, maybe like 15 minutes away from where I work. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm driving, and then I'm hearing the rattling, and I'm hearing it louder because now I'm hearing it uh, over over the, over the music, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, I lower the music down, and I'm still driving, and I'm driving on an empty road, and I'm just hearing the whatever, and I'm like, my I said ignore it, right? Is is it's nothing. I my I had the trust in my head, like it's nothing because my dad already checked it, and it was nothing. So I'm still going. And all of a sudden, it's like, and it gets super loud. And then all of a sudden, the front left tire fucking flew off the van. Literally flew off. And when it did that, the van went like this, and it just started sliding. And immediately when the, I don't know why, when it comes to like situations where you have to act immediately, especially when it comes to cars, I've always been lucky or I have good instincts. Because... I immediately, like it went boom, and I immediately grabbed the wheel, two hands like this, and I didn't hit the brakes or nothing. I rolled it out. And <laughs> I rolled it out because there was a ditch right there. And I was afraid that if I hit the, the brakes, it would flip or it would it would change the direction I was going into the ditch. Because it was a ditch, it was probably like, I don't know, 10 feet. So I just like, I got to slide this motherfucker. So when, when the tire flew off, it just was like, and it just slid for a pretty far, a pretty far distance. I can't, I don't even know how many feet, but I like, I don't know, probably the size of a house, like where a house lot, probably like that far. So when I slid, I just hold the shit on and I rolled it out and I ended up close to the ditch. Like I was damn near on the side of the road, kind of like if I pulled over to the side of the road, but, um, that was, I just rolled it out and then I ended up in that spot. And then I, I I got out the car and then I just laughed. Every time I'm in like situations like that, for some reason I'm alive, I just laugh like, damn. And I, I hopped out the car and I seen, I'm what the fuck was the tire at? <laughs> but I seen something fly, but immediately I didn't know it was the tire. Like, because it, it, it was just so quick. So when I got out, I seen and there was no tire. And I went and I went to go see, like, oh, shit, it went into a cornfield. And the cornfield was probably, like, I don't know, four or five feet tall. So I'm, like, I kind of, like, I was, like, well, let me go check. And but when I was going, walking over there, a lady, I guess, seen the whole thing. Because I passed her house. And she's, like, oh, she's, like, are you okay? And I was, like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's, like, you want me to call the cops? And I was, like, no, I already got people coming. Because at that time, I, I didn't have a license or anything. And I was afraid that the cops were going to come. And, uh, well, I went and I, I, I like, looked in the in the cornfield, like, very quickly. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to find this shit. And I came back because I was like, I need to get somebody here. I'm like, that lady's going to call the cops on me. So I pick up the phone and I call our cousin and I told him, I, he answers and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be late to work. And, and and he's like, why? And I'm like, because the tire just flew off the, the van. Uh, and he's like, he, he he chuckled a little bit and he's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, you have a flat tire? And I was like, no, the front tire flew off the van. And he's like, nah, he's saying that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and he's like, hold on. And he's like, he was telling his dad, hey, Mehmet says that the front tire of the van flew off while he was driving. <laughs> And his dad was like, nah, he, the tire didn't fly off. He probably just got a flat or something. 
and and in his head probably is like he's a kid like what the heck does he, he know? know yeah, yeah. but I'm like, I'm telling him like, no, the fucking tire flew off the van. And he's like, where are you at? And I told him the crossroad where I was at. And he's like, all right, um, I'm on my way. And I was like, all right, good. And they came there and they pulled up and they seen the van. And they're like, what the Where's hell? The they were like, oh shit, you weren't lying. There's no tire. And and me and, and my cousin went into the into the fields to go see if we could find the tire again. And we couldn't find it. That motherfucker's gone. It was hella gone. I don't even know where it's at. Yeah. Um, the farmer probably found it. Found it, After yeah. he came and like picked, cleaned all the corn up. He's probably like, what the hell? Huh? He's seen tire. Yeah. yeah, so he, they seen the how far I like skit from the car. And they were like, damn. And, they're, and, and that's another time where like, I'm surprised nothing happened to me. But we just put on the spare. Luckily, like, every car has a spare. We put the spare on. And he's like, well... What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to work. Let's go to work. Um, did, because I'm trying to figure out what happened, right? Because if the, if you were able to put the, if you were able to put a new tire on, that means you still had the studs there. So the lug nuts must have flew off or I'm surprised, like, like, like how'd you, you, did you take any, did he, did you look to see whether, were you there when he put the new tire on? Yeah. Did you see where he got the lug nuts from? Uh, that I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they stayed on the the nuts. I'm not sure if they stayed on and somehow the tire flew out, or I'm not sure if he took some from the uh, another tire. But I didn't see him do that. So I think it's because I mean on. he could take you, you could take like two from an. an well, you take one from the other each three, one, uh, yeah. and you run off three, and you'd be fine. Yeah, but I don't remember him doing that. And I don't remember us putting another nut on the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to figure out how, like what, well, how, because if you, if you, if your tire falls off, because the majority of the tires are the, the, the rim, unless somehow the rim broke or something, but then you would still have piece of the rim. Cause I've seen, I've seen people on videos, certain cars, uh, when, the, like I'm not sure if they hit something. I don't remember, but the the fucking the they were able to pull the the rim off, and the center piece was all cracked and it was stayed in place. And I'm like, how the fuck? What the hell did they do? But I I don't know. I don't I don't know how because it, it, it those yeah because what was wiggling? It must have been the tire doing this because it wasn't tight. Maybe it was loose. Maybe it was loose. It kept smacking on something. It had the lug nuts had to been loose. And the whole tire flew off, and then you just you just slid and you just on on the the rotor, and you just slid for however long. And he probably just put the spare in there, took lug nuts from the other ones. But on. you would think they would damage that. What do they call that? The wheel, that little thing that holds yeah. the wheel. The well, because the, it slid on it. You yeah, the the rotor is the thing that you would have you would just freaking it would have landed on the rotor. Yeah, uh, but. Those motherfuckers are strong. They're not gonna. It's gonna get fucked up. But did you 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 probably heard like when you hit the brake, you didn't hear any grinding when you took off, or it was it was clean, like nothing happened. You don't mm, remember? No, I don't remember a problem. I was running fine. Mm. But I was surprised at just how how everything happened, and we just put a new tire on, and we were rolling again, and we went to work like nothing. I went to work like mm. nothing happened. You weren't worried on the way home? No. Hmm. I, I've never like my dad always told me my dad from when I was young 
he always told me that he tells you the car always lets you know. He would always tell me that shit all the time. He said it's rare. It does happen, but it's rare when uh, something where the um where you and this is like a tire or something. But he said the car you will always warn you before you break down for the most part. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he'd be like, it always make a noise. <laughs> it always make a noise to let you know. And if you ignore it and it continues to get worse, that's when bad shit happens. Yeah. And um, so like if a car is leaking, you'll see it. Right. And if a car is making a noise, you'll hear it. And if you choose to avoid it, like to ignore it, I mean, uh, and it gets worse, then that's when shit breaks down. And like, like when people, a lot of the, a lot of, you know how I be buying a lot of Equinoxes and selling them and stuff, just strictly Equinoxes. Yeah. It's because they're really easy to, to fix. Um, the parts are cheap and a lot of people like to drive them, but people don't, for whatever reason, like to change their oil. Like they'll, they'll run for, they'll run more like they'll do like five, six, seven thousand miles before they decide to change their their oil. When you should be changing your oil every three. I always tell everyone every three. You can't go wrong every with 30, every three thousand miles. Yeah. Um, and but, you would think, if, huh? You would think because it's so easy. How much does it cost to change oil? Oh, maybe I'm tripping because after you pay for the oil and depending what oil you get, you could run up to like eighty to hundred dollars. Huh? Yeah, you get the good quality oil, but a lot of places. I thought I remember it being twenty bucks. Is that true? Am I, you, um, yeah, because back well, back in the day, like this was like six years ago. That when I when I would just buy the what's on, uh, I would go to AutoZone and I would buy whatever average the, the, the promo for the month or whatever. They'd have a sale or some shit, and it would come with the filter. It'd be like twenty eight dollars, filter included, and but that's me using whatever was on freaking special for the month. Now, like I, I mean, you can, as long as you're changing your oil, I guess it's fine. But as long as you're doing it every 3000, but I like, I, when it's on my personal car, I always put the good shit in there. Because and what I, is that? So people know. I always put uh Valvoline. I put Valvoline when, depending on whether or not, what, what year, what year car you have and what mileage you have. Cause if you have, if you have a newer vehicle, a lot of the oils are full synthetic and um, I, when I get the, uh, when I get for like my dad's truck, I get the Valvoline and because we don't have more than like 80,000 miles on it, it's got like 40 something. I always put just the, the regular, um, Valvoline, uh, I forgot what the hell it's just, it, it just takes a, a zero twenty whatever, but, um, it's just the Valvoline grade, uh, or brand oil. And for the red truck, I get the Max Life one, which is in a red container. It's still Valvoline, but it's Max Life is meant for uh, vehicles with uh, higher mileage because they, depending on what, depending on how many miles you have, certain oil brands will put certain additives to help um, with cars that are more ran through. They'll put they'll make they'll put additives in it specifically for higher and uh, higher ran motors to for like. Uh, I think it's just to clean them better. Um, but I always put Valvoline. Whenever it comes to our personal cars, I always use Valvoline. because Regardless that, of the year, regardless of whatever? Yeah. And is that brand like more expensive normally? It is more It is more expensive because it seems like it's never on promotion. At least where I always buy it. At, every time I buy it, I always buy it at AutoZone because I get points through there. 
So they give you money money towards. So every whatever. you recommend everybody to. You think it's worth it to pay the extra money for your car, regardless? I feel of like car? I feel like. Yeah. Like, do you recommend to everybody like it's worth the money? I would say I would not. I'm sure there's better stuff than Valvoline. I know there's high, way better grade, but it's just way more expensive. It's not worth it because you, if you, I feel like if um, I feel like everyone should have a, everyone should be able to do routine maintenance to their own car. So because taking it, look, nowadays, nowadays it's too expensive, and it's 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 way better for. Nobody's going to take care of your car better than you are because you're paying for the motherfucker. So if you can do your own oil changes, it'll save you a shit ton of money. You are going to have to pay. You can buy better grade oil because I'm sure the the the, the, um, the oil that the places use where people get a lot of oil changes, they buy it in bulk. And it's usually like just standard. It's, it's standard grade oil. It's not like high end shit. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they'd be putting in there, but. I know they buy it in bulk. And when you buy your own oil, you know exactly what you're putting in there, right? And you can do it and save yourself a good amount of money. And you'd be able to see. I think when you get familiar with with vehicles, at least slightly, it, it'll help you um, pick shit up when something's not right. Your car's not running right. You see something leaking. You can You can prevent certain repairs that you wouldn't have to do later on because if you're leaking oil right if you fix it from the beginning it's a lot easier to tell where shit's coming from when you don't let it just continue to leak for a long ass time because then as you drive it and shit gets everywhere it's hard to really tell where the hell is coming from so you got to clean it or put dye in it to, to really know where the hell is coming out of but if you're leaking like for the new trucks some of the new Silverados um I don't see them anymore, but like 2021, 2022, those, the pickup trucks, the, 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 uh, 1500, they, um, had this, uh, issue with the uh, oil cooler lines where they would blow. And because the oil cooler lines are like, they're a good size. They're probably like a quarter size, like a size of a quarter as far as thickness. And, the cr- the little crimps on them did blow, and it would just gush. The motherfucker would just gush everywhere. Oil everywhere, and and it probably within probably about like I'd say probably like twenty seconds. I'd say twenty. I, like I'd never seen this happen, but I I would, I would imagine the shit would be pumping oil really a, sh- a shit ton of oil through there. Especially yeah, it'd probably be like twenty seconds, forty seconds, something like that, and y- your shit would be empty. And people, cars will let you know, like, especially all the new cars, lights will come on, low oil pressure, uh, it, will, it will give you a message, like, turn vehicle off. And some people don't get, people don't go give a fuck, they'll still run it, right? They'll still run it. And, and that's how they fuck it up. And then they'll seize the motor up without no oil. And I remember a story of uh, the dude I, that trained me originally from Burr Watson. He told me that when he was younger, when he first started doing this shit, he did an oil change on a customer's car and he forgot to put oil in it. What the hell? And so he put the filter on there, right? Drained the oil, let it down. And then I'm not sure if he walked away for a second or whatever, but he came back. 
started the motherfucker up, and then he took it, drove it out of the shop, took it to the to the front of the of the dealer to park it, and the motherfucker sh- shut off on him. Right, and a lot of time because usually when the motors run without oil, there's you you're on a timer. Um, because if there's no lubrication, she'll seize up. And if you get the, if you get it, the, the crank to seize, it, chances are he's tapped. But he said that he pushed it back in, pulled the spark plugs out, put some oil in it, let it sit for a little bit, and then just turned it by hand with a, um, with a big ass, uh, breaker bar. Just kept fucking with it, and eventually it turned. And got unstuck. Yeah, it got unstuck, and then um, he put a little bit more oil in it, like filled it up, whatever, and then ran it. And he said it ran fine. And I'm like, well, then I've never, I never seen one where it seized up like that, and then it unseizes. But I have talked to certain people, and they have said that it's it is possible, and sometimes you can get them to free up, but it's rare. But you think that fucked up that dude's car? Like, not fucked it up, but like... It probably did damage to yeah, it. Yeah, damage to it. It probably did do damage to the bearings because um, they when they lock up, you they rub metal to metal. So I'm sure there was a little bit of damage, but I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know shit about shit enough to be like, oh, it, it would cause, you know, such, premature, such. whatever, whatever. But cars are pretty tough, huh? They're pretty like... They're pretty tough. Um, yeah, but I would recommend people to, to change at the least oil. change their oil because it change your own oil save you money, and you get this. You get to choose what you put in there. You get to choose what you put in there. It save you money. You familiar. You get a little bit more familiar with your car, how it looks underneath, how it's supposed to look when when she's leaking. You can. It just I don't know. It just seems beneficial at least to change your oil. So like, what's what's one more thing that's like. That you recommend everybody to do when it comes to cars. Something that you can do that will prevent you from your car fucking up. They sell. They sell. Because it, it's different for every car, right? Certain cars are prone for more. Like those Equinoxes, they... Like those Equinoxes, they... they, they The older ones specifically, too. Like 2012, 2013. They uh, burn oil. They're known for burning oil. And when they say burning oil, it's it's GM uh, acknowledges that cars are going to burn a little bit of oil. But if there's so much oil, I think they say half a quart in the length of an oil change. So it's like 2,000, 2000 3,000 miles, a half a quart is fine. That's what they, I think that's what the, GM rec- says it's is within specifications, but these motherfuckers, some some of them be burning like three quarts, thousand miles, be three quarts worth of oil, and and so you got to put new pistons in it to to fix that issue. But people don't understand that when if you don't do consistently oil changes for your cars, that 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 oil, um, it would it sludges it sludges up and then. Once it dries, it it just gets the inside of your motor all nasty. So I've seen some, there's this lady that came in the other day. We were working on her car. She had an oil leak and we, we were just fixing the oil leak. 
And when I took the, the cover off the motor, shit was clean, clean. And the reason why she did that or, or why it was like that is because she, she adds this called this, this, this you're talking PG. about the, you're talking about the inside of the motor. Yeah. So, so you, you took, took it apart. You, you just took the cover off the top. Oh, okay. So you just took the cover off the top and I, so you look, you get to see the top of the motor and it was clean, clean. It was just a valve cover. We took the valve cover off and it looked clean, clean. And the reason why it was clean, clean is because she's ever since she bought the car, she's been adding this little BG. It's a BG. It's a product that, um, they sell to add to your, uh, to your motor, uh, every oil change that they, that, um, she does. And it's meant to, it's like a, uh, it's, 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 it looks like oil. You just pour it in there and it has a bunch of additives that have clean all the, 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 the inside of the shit that gets in there. Yeah. yeah. And because she does that every oil change, her shit look clean, clean. So and, it's basically fabuloso. Yeah. But for the motor, for the car, the shit look clean, clean. And, and for my dad's car, I'm like, I've never done any, anything like that. Right. I never done anything like that. I, the only thing we do for my dad's truck is fucking, uh, oil changes every 3000 on so and, and, uh, and tire rotations, but, um, that little BG shit actually works. So, um, is it, it cheap? Shit's like, it's probably like 20 bucks for, for a can, 20, $30. Um, and a can is for one use. Yeah. But mm. I would even, even the one for the fuel. There's, there's, there's this, there's, they make this bottle too, that you add in your fuel tank, um, based on how much gas is in there. They have a, they have a little guide thing in the back that says half a tank at this much or whatever. Um, that should work good too. And that's to clean all your injectors and stuff. Make sure that, um, all that city shit gets cleaned up and, From and your- burnt and spit out. Um, so if you can afford it, that little beachy shit, the shit, the shit works. And what's the difference of having a sludgy motor and a clean, clean one? It's just going to run it better? It just runs a lot cleaner. Like Cleaner no, as in how? Cleaner like, is because the parts... Smoother? It's just like when something's moving like this, right up and down. If if there's a bunch of shit that's, that's covered with it, it's not going to move as smooth as it would. Um, it's like more force. No, it's just, it's just, a, it's just like when you... It's like, you know how when you have your bike and you grease the freaking, the chain, you grease it yeah. and it, 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 it's the, the, or you clean it. It's like a dirty chain. You clean it or you grease it and it's a lot smoother. You, when you pedal, you feel it. It runs a lot cleaner. Yeah. There's no, that's how, that's what it is. That's what it is. You're just oh. cleaning, cleaning all the sludgy, all the dirt shit that shouldn't be in there so that yeah, the parts can move the way they were designed to move. I don't know if people would want to do that though. Because you said it's like twenty bucks on top of the oil that they had to buy, and then on and the same thing for the fuel shit. It seems like yeah. it'd be it'd be it would be like every oil change depending on what type of oil you're getting, right? It'd be like over a hundred dollars easy, and a lot of people are like that. That's too much. Yeah, it shit is a good amount of money, but I, I like even for our car, I wouldn't do it every. I wouldn't do it if you can afford to do it. Shit's beneficial, but if you want to do it every once in a while. It still work. It's still better than never doing never it. doing it. But even even, you, even just changing your oil consistently, it's is is good. It's if you want to prolong the life of your car. But like my the blue truck that my dad has, the the or my truck, the blue in the canyon, 
that we haven't changed oil for that motherfucker in like nine months. Why? Because my I tell my dad, hey, so when we did when I did the oil changes, oh, because he don't run now. When I did the oil changes for all the other cars, uh, I bought it. I, so I still have the oil. I have the filter. I have the oil in the garage. And I told him, hey, I'm gonna change the oil for the blue truck. Um, you gonna need it? And he's like, yeah. Then I might go in today for the snow, or whatever. And then I'm like, all right. He's like, don't worry about it, though. I don't even drive it enough because he just works down the street or whatever. He's like, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll do it a different time. But it's been like, it's been forever. Yeah, but in reality, how many miles? It's not, it's probably not even 3,000. You think so? Occasionally, we drive it to a certain place or whatever. But Yeah, we probably don't haven't put 3,000 miles on it, but we probably should. It's, just, it's either 3,000 or three months. Whatever comes first. That's what's mm. recommended. But we, I should change it. I will change it. But it's just that truck has been through so much already. And it's like, I don't like putting money into it anyways. And, but that seems I'm, fucked up though, because that truck is it's I reliable. Don't, I tell my bad. dad, like this truck has been through a lot with us and it's never let us down. It, it, it's, it's let us, I think it left you stranded at one time. But it's, it was, it was, it was time though. It was already, it was was already like, and only, it was only the transmission. Once you fix that, it was up and running perfectly again. And it's still running perfectly. So I just feel like a car like that, it's almost like an emotional attachment you have to the car because it's never, it's never failed you. That car has been to Mississippi, back and forth. It's been hella places. Went to California. It went to Mississippi a few times. Uh, And then it's been to Carroll. We took it, we took it to Carroll for the longest time. Yeah, that's a good ass car. Um, so before we go, one thing and we'll finish it. Um, last thing, like, what's your biggest fear? Well, I wouldn't say it's my biggest fear. I just one thing that I am that I that I've always known that I'm scared of, but it's like I'm not scared of it. I'm not sure how to explain it, but um, the ocean. Like the, the thing that'd be scary is being in the ocean when I'm in, like when I'm on a, in, in water in like a lake or, uh, even if I was like in the middle of the ocean and I, I, the scary thing is not being out there and I can swim so that I'm not scared of the drowning the thing that I'm scared of is like not knowing what's underneath you. Like me, I, I would say the same thing because now that you say that I'm like, yeah, it's pretty scary. But I would be scared if I was in the ocean alone. I would be more scared. But if I'm in the ocean in a boat with 10 people, then I wouldn't be as scared if I'm by myself. And it's because it's just you and your thoughts. And like you said, the unknown. And you, you, I've heard of like stories about back in the day of Vikings who swore they seen giant like sea monsters. And it would destroy their whole boats and shit like that. And there's huge stories that there's sea monsters in the ocean. And right in like, I don't know how, because the ocean is unexplored, huh? Like a huge percent of like 80 or 90%, something like that. I don't know how much they've explored, but who's to say that's not true, huh? Because the Vikings, they were traveling like a motherfucker. Do you, like, I don't know for a fact, but do you think the Vikings traveled more of the ocean than we did? No. No way? No, because there's boats that go back and forth. And I don't mean like in total. I mean like across the ocean, like fucking 
you know how like you know how it took oh, days. Oh, they took months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You like know, it would take. It would take, it would take yeah. months. Like I'm. That's what I mean. Uh-huh. Like trip those trips across the ocean into the other side. That's what I mean. Not like average going here back and forth. I'm talking about like those trips because who takes those trips? And, and maybe like huge. And, and they were not protected. Like when nowadays everyone is protected. Like when you go, when you go, when the boat goes out to sea, there's there's a you can go in, inside a. Like you can be outside, like the people who do the, the freaking deadliest catch shit, whatever. How they're outside, like you, you can be outside, but they can always come back inside. And those Vikings, they couldn't. They, they there's no going back outside. There, so and they had no lights. Huh? They had nothing. No electricity. So they were out there, and then in pitch black. Huh? Because they, I'm sure it gets freaking black. I'm pretty black. sure they had something. Huh? Probably they light fires or something. And then every once in a while. A torch or something. I don't know. I don't because know how do they idea. navigate the ocean in pure black? The moon. I think they would use the moon or the stars oh. or the sun. They had to use something. They had to use the stars or or they had to use something. They had that they I'm sure the first, but one imagine the first people who sailed out to the ocean. Because for the first time, I'm sure people there were stories of like there's nothing, like that world ends type shit and you fall and somebody's like, Well, let me go find out. Yeah. Yeah, hell no. I would never do shit. But like back that. then, maybe who's to say they weren't forced? Like, they're oh, like, yeah, motherfucker, right. you go. There's somebody who's already looked down upon, and they're like, get on the boat and go. Just so we see uh, what happens to you. But, yeah, the, the, the shit that I think about is like, like, you never know. Like, being in the middle of the ocean where you can't see land in any direction, pitch black by myself, uh, I think that's scary. That's a that's a fear right there. If I had to think of anything, because I can't really think of anything like that's super scary, but I think that's scary. And that's scary based on the unknown. Because it's right, how do we know anything could pop up huh, and just fuck you up? That's how that's 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 more scary than anything. And even just like knowing that there's sharks and shit. And if you fall or if you tip over, and then especially when it comes to storms. Those yeah, motherfucking Vikings was gangsters. Yeah, because I, I drowning. I don't want to die drowning. Uh, it just seems like that would be. It, just, it would suck to go like that. It's, I remember in the Viking show when they were like, um, uh, I think it was Bjorn who asked Ragnar. He he was scared, and he's like, um, maybe it was Ivor, but he said um, he said to Ragnar that he was scared. Um, He's like, what if I drown? Because he's handicapped. Uh-huh. And he's like, what if I drown? And he's like, there's worse ways of dying than drowning. Like, don't worry about drowning. <laughs> like, he made it seem like that ain't shit. Yeah. And I was like, damn, because everybody fears drowning. Huh? The worst ways to die? What do you think is the worst way to die? I Well, I would say, like, when I, I just think painful. Anything that's painful, like you, like, so I would say getting lit on fire. You know how they burn, it burn uh, women for thinking that they're witches? Back in the day? Yeah. And but when you're on fire, you you actually pass out. You pass out within like, um, I think a minute and 30 seconds. But that's you, a long A minute time. and 30, like within a minute, you pass out. I'm saying a minute and 30 just to be safe because you can't breathe. Oh, so you suffer. Yeah, so you just, no, you pass out. Oh. And then after you pass out, you're burning, and um, once your once your heart reaches a certain temperature, like it it fucking goes off. 
But I, um, so that's why people have said that burning, it seems like the worst thing ever, but like within a minute, you'll be passed out. But a minute is pretty long to be burned. It's just because the feeling of when you get burnt hurts like a motherfucker. Like if you, when you ever burn yourself on anything, shit hurt like a motherfucker and it doesn't go away. You feel it's it things, forever. Huh? But that's, be, but, but you, you're getting burnt and then you stop. You remove the heat from your finger. If the heat stays on your finger, we don't know what that feels like. I don't think it feels good. <laughs> I know it don't feel good, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I think the worst the worst ones to go were the ones where you... Uh, well, I seen a, a picture of like fucking the... the What is it called? Fuck. Not the... What? There's a... The medieval days. The medieval days where I, I seen a picture of they would hang somebody and they would put like a, a a spear or some shit in your ass. Oh, yeah. And like over time, it would like you. What? How would they do that? Like, they, were, they were so skilled. The people who were performing these. It's an execution, right? They were, they were so skilled. They would get a spear and they would know. Like they would shove it through your ass and they would know how to navigate to not hit your vital organs. <laughs> right. And that's hella crazy. And they would they would put it through and then they would put the spear out your mouth. And it was like, I don't remember. I think they would just let you die there slowly. And that's how they did it. But that's hella crazy. And the the medieval shit, there's hella ways that they used to kill people, like torturous ways. There's a famous bull. Have you ever heard of the bull? The iron bull, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Where they, um, it was like a metal bull or an iron. Nice. And they would, there would be like a, 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 a door to get in. And you would, they would put the person in there and then they would close it and then burn them. And his screams would like echo inside of it. And it would come out the nose of the bull and it would make it sound like it was a bull, like mm -hmm. making a noise. And from what I heard, when I read upon that, the person who made the bull, right? I forgot who he made it for. He made it for a certain person. I don't remember who he was. Um, the The first person who went into that bull was the person who created it, who designed it. And because they were like, we need to test it. And the person he made it for was that cruel that he's like, we're testing it on you. It's your shit. And they put him in there and they burned him. And I'm like, but that's it's not, it's, up. you're not on fire, huh? You're not, it's like a metal container. Yeah, it's like a metal container. It's like a life size bull container. Yeah, it's like made of just pure metal. And then they put like a fire underneath it and they just heat that motherfucker uh, up. That's uh, hella bad. Yeah, that'd be, that would, that would, that's that probably the There was other things too. Like there was a chair that you would sit down on and there was like a clamp with a, a clamp. And and it would like go on the back of your head and the front of your head, and they would just twist it. And they had like a certain point too, so it would just go into your head like that. So it's like a freaking yeah. They would tie you for like champagne or like wine or whatever. That yeah, but it was big. Like it was almost like a steering wheel, but it was just like a bar. And it it would it would almost like a clamp. You know how the clamps you do that exactly like that, just bigger. And they would you would sit on there and they would tie you. And they would just twist that shit. And that, that would be a way to kill you. I looked up like a bunch of methods. But there, there's a bunch of crazy ways to die. Thank you for listening to the AB Podcast. You can follow us in the links below 
All our social medias are linked there. If you want to buy some merch, the merch that we're usually wearing in the podcast, you can buy it as well. The link will be below.